You're here with D Wolf, and this is the Electric Black Girl, a podcast where I talk about being a 20 something year old black woman navigating life in this crazy world, facing mental illness, and trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing, and bringing you on this journey with me. So, today's topic is the trope of the strong black woman. Yeah, the one where it's like, I'm a strong black woman who don't need no man. I don't need nobody. I got it for myself. I did it myself. I can handle anything. It's only me. I got to save everybody. We all know that trope because a lot of us live it and can't get out of it. I think the idea of a strong black woman is a bunch of bullshit. I'm not saying that there are no strong black women. I think many of us show an amount of strength that is impeccable. But the idea that we all have to be strong all the time is bullshit. It doesn't leave us, it doesn't leave room for us to be human. Because strength for black women is what is actually being overworked perceived strength is us breaking our backs to save the whole world and not ourselves what people see as strength is us suffering your strength should not come from how willing you are to break your back in order for someone else to be comfortable in order for everyone else to be good while you're in the corner, in pain, holding the world on your shoulder and we're not allowed to flinch. That is what the trope of a strong black woman does. It keeps us suffocated. We don't have room. We don't have the space to just exist in any state. We don't get to feel pain because we're so busy taking care of everything, taking care of ourselves, taking care of everybody. We can't have it all. We can't do it all. And if we don't do it all, we're seen as weak. We have to be superwomen or else we are not worthy. We have to wear the the cape and every hat and take care of everyone and everything at all times or else we're seen as unworthy if we don't got it that's it we don't matter our pain doesn't matter our suffering does not matter when we need help we're just expected to be strong but what does that mean had a friend tell me there isn't only one way to be strong and this just came after I had one of the worst mental breakdowns I've ever had and she said to me there isn't just one way to be strong and I've carried that with me for so long because it broke me out of the box to having to carry the weight of this world on my back until it broke me. It stopped me from thinking that I wasn't good enough because I couldn't handle the weight 
that was put on my back. And I just want so many other black women to feel that way. And I think that's why we're all doing the work because we don't want to be stuck and suffocated by what others expect us to be. We want to be able to cry. We want to be able to be sad. We want to be able to rest. Black women need to rest. We're always on a hundred. We deserve a break. But a lot of the times we don't get one. We have to be on front lines of every war. We have to be the one bearing the burden of what somebody else should be doing. We, we are forced to carry the dead weight of other people. And we need to rest. How exactly are we expected to save the whole world when our bones are tired? Our bones are tired. Before I was diagnosed with bipolar, I was stuck in this world where the only thing that matters to me is my productivity. I was this great student. I was this, you know, great artist who was being praised by everyone. And I didn't want to leave that, but I did. And it was painful. And it was extra painful because I felt like I failed at life. I felt like I failed at my duty to be strong. But I didn't. It takes strength to care about yourself. It takes strength to carry yourself instead of everyone else. To take a break. To give yourself a break. I had to do it by force. I had made being the strong black woman into my whole identity. And it was until it wasn't. When I got diagnosed with bipolar, actually before I even got diagnosed, it felt like overnight I became a whole new person. I couldn't be the person I was. I couldn't carry heavy loads. I couldn't be how productive I was because it was taken away from me. And that's just my brain chemistry. I didn't have a choice in the matter. It happened to me. I couldn't be that strong black woman in the sense of how I was perceived and how I thought of myself. I felt weak. I felt out of control. I felt like the whole world crumbled because my whole identity was trapped into being okay to being able to carry the world on my shoulders but I couldn't anymore and I'm at the place now where I won't allow myself to be that person because it was killing me it was damaging me and it could have damaged me beyond repair because a lot 
a lot of us black women are breaking ourselves down, trying to satisfy others. Bipolar crashed into me full force. It crashed into me full force. And I didn't have a say about it. I didn't have control about it. I couldn't do anything. I just had to go through the process of finding myself in this whole new space. And I didn't feel like I was allowed to do that. I didn't feel like I was allowed to take that time I needed. I felt weak. I felt so weak that I didn't accept that I can't be that person anymore. It took me a whole year to realize that. I don't even want to be that person anymore. Because she was dying. A part of her was dying trying to please everyone else. And I don't want to be her anymore. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my sisters. I don't want that for anyone. Because we need to rest. Black women need to rest. We are tired of playing this role. When we are often the ones left behind, how is it that we have to care so much about everyone else when we are the ones constantly being left out of the equation? How is it that we have to build buildings, we have to go brick by brick in order to make other people's lives better while watching the foundation of who we are break down? And we have to make that sacrifice in order to be worthy of life, in order to be worthy. If you're not this impeccable, amazing black woman who is on her on level 100 all the time, people look at you sideways like, sis, pick yourself up. Sis, get on your grind. Sis, chase the bag. But why is it never sis? Think about yourself first. Sis, pay attention to your health. Sis, sit down. We need more of that. And I'm so glad that a lot of us electric ladies are bringing that into our lives. And we're seeing that we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And it starts with allowing ourselves to stop. To take a pause. And allowing ourselves to be. Just be. Be what we need. Be what we want. Just be human. Be filled with emotions. Be in pain. Be sad. Be joyful. Sit in joy and happiness without worrying about the next thing you have to do. We should be. Let black women be. We're trying to figure out this crazy, crazy world. And we're trying to do it together. 
And I think that's just the most beautiful thing you can ever ask someone to do. Let's do it together. We need to rest. We we don't need any more aching bones. We don't need to break our backs for everyone else. Break your back for yourself. Give yourself the love that you give everyone else. Give yourself the care that you give everyone else. Give yourself the patience. Give yourself the space just to be. Because, yes, the world needs you. The world needs you. We need you. But we don't need you hiding pain and suffering. We don't need you while you're suffering. We need you to take care of you. Because there's only one you. And you have to care about yourself enough to just say stop. You don't have to be strong all the time. You don't have to be strong all the time. Give yourself the space to rest. Even if it's only for a minute. Even if it's only for five minutes on the phone with your best friend just venting. Girl, give yourself some time to be you in whatever state that you are in. Life is too short to waste it. To waste it on being strong all the time to waste the care you need to give yourself use it sis take a break you deserve it you deserve it it's like we're not allowed to be anxious about the many things that we have to carry the many things we have to do it's not okay for us to be depressed because what are you depressed about there's people going through things worse than you what are you depressed about you have it all you're this great strong person and you can do whatever you set your mind to you can't be going through you know mood disorders because you got to keep it together you're overreacting you're doing too much calm down You're fine. Sometimes we don't want to be fine. Sometimes we are not fine. And that is okay. Sometimes we are not fine and that is okay and it always will be okay. But we don't see it as okay because other people don't treat us like it's okay. So we don't treat us like it's okay. We don't treat ourselves like we have the time to pause and just be, just be sad, just be anxious and figure our way out of it without everybody having an opinion, without everybody having a say, without everybody being an outside force to how we perceive ourselves and how we exist in this world. There are so many black women going through so many different struggles. 
that we will never know about because they're too busy being strong. There are so many black women who need help and we, we can't reach that hand towards them because they're too busy being strong. They're really busy holding up everyone, keeping everyone together, and they're falling apart. They're so busy being strong that they're sacrificing themselves. That's what we do. That's why we suffer. Because the world says, you should suffer for my comfort. You should ignore how you exist in this world to make my existence better. A lot of people are selfish in that way. And we accept it because it's our normal. It's how we've always been. It's how I am, how my mother was, how my mother's mother was. We are so used to it that sometimes it's not even at the front of our mind. We don't know any other way to be. We don't know any other way to show up except being strong because that's what we were taught. It's exhausting. It is exhausting and you deserve better, sis. If you're hearing me right now and you are not giving yourself the space to pause, you deserve better. You deserve better, sis. You deserve better for you and you deserve to be better so you can show up in this world with your full potential. You deserve to be your best you and in order to do that you need to pause you need a break you don't have to be strong all the time and there's only one way to be your best and it's allowing yourself to recognize that there is not only one way to be strong there is not only one way to be strong In the midst of chaos, deciding that you need to focus on getting yourself together, that is strong. Realizing that everybody else needs to handle their own shit for five minutes so you can rest is strong. Because you're going to have the naysayers. You're going to have the people who judge you. You're going to have the confused people. Fuck them. Take a break. If it's only 30 seconds, if it's one minute, if it's five minutes, take a break. Relax your mind, sis. Pick your feet up. Kick your feet up. Lay back and exist. There is your power. You are powerful, sis, and it is not dependent on how much other people can take from you. You are so much more than that. You are so much more than a strong black woman. You are a magnificent black woman. You are an intelligent black woman. You are magnificent. And you deserve so much more than what other people are trying to push onto you. We are so much more than strong. And it's time that we tell ourselves that 
constantly and we tell our sisters that constantly because like I said you deserve it you deserve it sis take it take a break we need it Hey, you're here with D-Wolf and this is The Electric Black Girl, a podcast where I talk about being a 20-something-year-old black woman, navigating life in this crazy world, facing mental illness, and trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing, and bringing you on this journey with me. So today, let's talk about none other than COVID-19, coronavirus, Corvic, as my mom would say. The elephant in the room that I've been trying to avoid for what, you know, what seems like forever. It's the most taboo topic around. And we just really wish it was gone. Especially people like me who get COVID, who got COVID, who fought COVID. And I've been deciding if I want to put this on the internet, if I want to share my story, and I guess I'm the only one qualified to tell my own story, right? So, on the lovely day of love, I got sick. And let me tell you, I got sick. I didn't know what was happening. I never had the flu. So I did not know what was going on. I was sicker than I've ever been before. I felt miserable. I felt weak and tired. I was coughing, sneezing, all of these things. It was just a really, really, seemed like a really, really horrendous cold, maybe the flu. Um, and I was supposed to be out with Bay. you know what I'm saying? It was terrible. My body ached, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't sleep. Even my eyes hurt. Like, I couldn't properly see for a day or two. I was in so much pain that it just was so miserable. I can't think of any other word to describe it. I had fucking every symptom in the book except I kept my taste and smell so I thought I was fine I thought it was just a cold lo and behold that wasn't the case it just really fucking sucked real bad and when I started feeling a little bit better I I took a test on a Thursday and I usually do a drive-in Walgreens test and what I didn't know is that Thursday, yes, the day of a snowstorm, I took my ass to go get that test. It was risky, but I did it anyway. What I didn't know is that the snowstorm from before backed up the lab results 
and I wouldn't get that test back until the next Tuesday after I have driven four hours to go on a little mini staycation. I took a rapid test, it came back negative. I was feeling sick, kind of like food poisoning symptoms. And I said, what are, the, what are the chances that you get both a cold and then food poisoning back to back? I couldn't eat. I couldn't, wasn't sleeping right. I was having night sweats. It was absolutely terrible. And I just, we had planned this trip. It was time to go. We drove four and a half hours, got to our destination, was living inside. We didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything except show up on the Monday, the Tuesday, tried to carry on like a normal day. Around three o'clock, I got my results, positive. My worst fear had come true. I'm not one of those people who wanted to just return to normal knowing that this was out there. I'm the person who stayed inside for the last year, who rarely went out. I, went, I left my house five times in the last 30 days up to that point, five times. And I think that might be generous. I'm the person who wipes down everything they touch, everything everybody else touches, my cards, my phone, my grocery bags, every single item I purchase. I'm the one who carries hand sanitizer everywhere they go. I'm the careful one. I didn't go to parties, I didn't take vacations, I rarely went anywhere, rarely left my house, and I got COVID. Let me tell you, I have been deathly afraid of getting this thing because I knew that I would be very lucky if I didn't come out on the other side with permanent damage, if I, if I would come out at all and I know that it's um, rare that people my age you know get it and don't fight it and don't get out on the other side but for me I it was lucky <laughs> I had been put in a very poor situation where I was constantly at risk and I just had to pray on it and do what I could in order to keep myself safe, in order to keep my family safe to the best of my ability. And I got fucking COVID. Over the last year, I discovered that I have claustrophobia. And how I realized I had claustrophobia was that that fear that I already had of groups of people turned into terror. Panic attacks in public. Terrified to use public transportation. The person obsessed with social distancing don't get into my bubble. I don't even want to see too many people in one picture together. That is how I discovered that I had serious 
intense claustrophobia. And that's why I didn't leave my house. That's why I gave up my life for a year and I still got fucking COVID. And it sucks. It sucks so much to not be able to prevent this, not be able to stay healthy and avoid something that took so many lives. This virus took so many lives of people that were important to other people. And I did everything I could, everything I could to keep myself safe, keep everyone else safe. And a lot of people didn't have that privilege. A lot of people couldn't be the ones to keep their family safe because when this thing hit, it hit. It hit hard. Thousands and millions of people lost family members and lost their lives to this virus. And I watched in the last year people just not care. People just being reckless. People just doing what they do and not caring that they could be the reason someone else loses their lives or their livelihoods. That some family could be suffering. That some family could lose the ones that are most vulnerable. And people just are out here not wearing masks, not washing their hands. Simple hygiene. People had a problem and still have a problem about being hygienic. And I think that is bullshit. It's bullshit. People rather risk lives, including their own, for what? For what? There is nothing more valuable than a human life. Definitely not my own. Definitely not my, my family. How do you look your family in the eye when you know that you brought a deadly disease into your household because you were negligent. I got COVID because of negligence. And every day that I fought this thing, that I'm recovering from this thing, I just have to cope with the fact that I got this because someone didn't care enough didn't care enough, didn't value my life enough to just stay safe. COVID fucking sucks. Recovering from COVID fucking sucks. Fighting COVID fucking sucks. And I don't know if this is gonna be an episode, I don't know if this is just me talking to myself, but be careful. 
be the person who's annoying be the hand sanitizer alcohol spray guy because you being the alcohol spray guy can save someone else's life can stop somebody from this pain nobody wants this it's simple it's really 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 simple because we all have the tools to do better we all have the knowledge to do better and some of us just don't some of us just don't some of us play with lives as if they aren't important to someone else it's someone's father mother grandmother uncle daughter it's you it's your life too how do you not care it's just you can be the safest person in the world and you can still get a deadly virus i was one of the safest people and i still got a deadly virus the one i've been jumping through hurdles not to get to stay safe from and at the end of the day it was never up to me the only person it's up to is god the only person it's up to are the other people who choose not to protect themselves or their families i did everything that i can control and i still got coronavirus and i decided to talk about this and talk about how corona is and talk and basically ran because it's so important it's so important for someone for his hand to tell you guys wear your fucking mask wear your mask wash your hands do everything you need to do because you could be like me and expose someone that you love more than anything to a deadly virus when they have lost someone so important to them already you could be the one you could be the one even if you are the safest person it it could be it falls on you i expose people who are extremely vulnerable and that falls on me it doesn't matter where i got it from it falls on me it falls on the healthcare system because i was extra safe went got a rapid test because my other tests didn't come through and guess what it failed me the place that i went to was administering antigen tests instead of the pcr test that i asked for why because antigen tests are cheaper did you know that they're cheaper Somebody played around with my health. And then the medical healthcare system played around with my health. That's that's unbelievable. Please just stay safe. Please keep other people safe. Please don't be that person whose back it has to be on if someone you love gets sick. I got fortunate I got so fortunate that the person that I love most is okay. Every day, 
every day I try to protect them. As soon as I realized that I was putting them at risk and I was putting their family at risk, I let time pass. We social distance for over a month. And then as soon as I saw them, someone played with my health and I jeopardized theirs. And it doesn't matter where the hell I got it from. It doesn't. COVID sucks. Take care of yourself and take care of the people that you love because life is short and only God knows when he's taking them away. Don't let that be your fault. Don't let that be your fault because of your negligence, because you didn't care enough about your life or the people around you. Don't be that asshole. Please.